Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. Today, I'm here with Jed Wexler. Jed, welcome to the program. Thanks. Uh, great to speak about this topic at this level. So I appreciate you having me. Thanks. And just to introduce you a little bit. So to our audience, Jed is founder and director of Elevated Talks, which is a cannabis conference we're going to learn more about. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the background too and what's going on there. He's also CEO and head of content strategy for his company, 818 Agency. And we're going to find out a little bit more about that and the work okay. that they do with, with businesses and helping them with content marketing. So Jed, why don't, why don't we just start with background? Give us a little sense of your background and you know, kind of professional and then how you got into the cannabis space. And I'm always curious how, how it got in, how, how people got into it. Professionally, I've always been in the publishing, digital and event marketing space. And in 2013 in New York, I started a firm designed to help large trade shows, conferences and events with their content and all of their digital marketing with a focus really on what's trending at retail, yeah. mainstream retail, big retail, indie retail, it's such a huge, amazing space. Yeah. And then we had uh, this large client who had this little baby THC smoking accessories trade show within a trade show. And we worked on that as, you know, in a small way, doing content and strategy. And I just saw real opportunity because it was very like, uh, it was just bongs yeah. and pipes. <laughs> and then every now and then you'd see this beautiful booth with this beautifully merchandised. Everything was visually like super modern. And I was like, these guys are really early. Yeah. When was this? How long, how long ago was this conference? I think we started on that 2014 Yeah. and then kind of worked on it a little bit until 2000, 2017. And then, you know, since we're, especially I'm in 
editor in this retail space and trend space, we're always doing this for clients. There was something in the luxury upscale market related yeah. to cannabis, cannabidiol, apothecaries. And I, and we all thought as a team, we need to flesh out this the next great opportunity at retail. Yeah. Whether it's Main Street retail, luxury retail, we want to treat this as a legitimate mainstream retail product yeah. and what that means and how from where we sit, we wanted to tackle how do you build a prestige brand in this space and how do you merchandise and how do you bring all of your professional retailer tools and marketing tools into this space. So, you know, late last year, 2017, we started planning Elevated Talks, which is really about luxury meets cannabis, whether it's wellness, beauty, design, media. And so we had really like four visionaries in each one of those verticals. We talked about it, we had mm -hmm. exhibition, and then essentially created this platform to give leading brands, bigger and emerging, a place to get exposed to retailers, media, and, and investment yeah. from private equity, family offices, you know, things like that. So that's it in a nutshell. It's a pretty big nutshell. It was a wordy nutshell. Yeah. It's an interesting one because I think the, you know, one of the, I think, big factors or big dynamics in the cannabis industry right now is this kind of the segmentation and the multifacetedness of the new markets, you know, it's coming out of yeah. this kind of pot culture background. And as it moves out of that into these other areas, it's 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 very kind of multi-threaded. So I think this whole right. kind of luxury one is a really interesting one. Maybe let's define luxury a little bit in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, from a retail point of view, and particularly from a cannabis point of view, what, what are we talking about when we talk about the, the luxury? I, I think, you know, luxury, you know, to your point about this multi-threads, we know the market is about to really go into the maturation phase because mm -hmm. they're starting to be sub-verticals yeah, exactly. that we can yeah. kind of tackle, which is why I still think we're slightly early, but we're not, it's about to pop. So luxury today for a major brand can mean several different things and it's all important. I think it's about being luxury minded mm -hmm. or design forward because luxury at, at the traditional end for Louis Vuittons and LVMHs, the yeah. Carl, Carl Lagerfelds was about exclusivity craftsmanship being wildly expensive and you couldn't get it anywhere else. But the definition of luxury is very much more nuanced today, mm -hmm. where I think luxury can also mean accessibility. You know, Tiffany's sells $20 bracelets, which is a, a revenue driver, <laughs> and then yeah. they have $50,000 diamonds and all the big brands are doing that, you know, and you can have Luxury is, I, I think, more of a point of view to how you present a product. And then also luxury, which is great for this independent market. People want things that not everybody has. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a pure commodity. So yes, I need a t-shirt from H&M that costs $9.99. I can go to Uniqlo and get XYZ. That's a commodity approach. So yeah. we're kind of taking taking the approach of what does luxury mean for cannabis, CBD, like a point of view of looking at it. So if that clarifies, yeah. I think it does. And I think it's it's important to note or get to think of it as more of the mindset because it's easy to look at it as a price point. It's easy to say, well, it's really expensive stuff. Right. But I think this idea of kind of exclusivity, that it's not just about expensive, but it's about yeah. sort of a limited limitedness not everyone has it or not everyone can get it yeah, uh, right. and and this idea of the mindset and even kind of tying into a 
a larger kind of luxury lifestyle or, or luxury approach to things in general. Right. Exactly. And it and it's also, you know, again, not about price point. It's you want a product, especially in the THC and or CBD space, it's the product is quality. It mm-hmm. looks and feels cared for. The design resonates with you. I mean, there's plenty of larger brands. Like one of our panelists was uh, Andrew Getz, the founder of Malinin Getz. They have 11 stores worldwide. They just mm-hmm. opened one in Hong Kong. I think everyone would say they're a prestige brand, but their price points are accessible. Yeah. It's more of like, let's do things in this modern way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And do you see, uh, I mean, just kind of looking at how this market could possibly pay out. And, and I think yeah. it's, I think it's happened in, in many aspects of cannabis, which is because of the nature of cannabis, because of the legality of cannabis yeah. in different areas, mm-hmm. you know, this question is, are, are new luxury brands going to develop and emerge or are existing luxury brands going to come into the space with cannabis products? Well, what's your yeah. sense on that? Or what, I, think it's, I think it's actually both. Okay. You know, like any other brands, I look at it at, you know, from a fashion standpoint, back in the early 90s, street style and streetwear was this very marginal baby brand thing. And so you had thousands of independent brands, but only a small handful actually had the team in place, financing, product, pricing, all of the things in place to really become these larger viable brands. And then, you know, we talk to bigger brands all the time mm-hmm. that are, you have to have a plan in place as any kind of business yeah. around CBD, especially skincare, beauty, wellness, and THC, which is a little dicier because it is mm-hmm. not fully legal. But these companies are putting plans in place for when everything is, there are no gray areas. I think it's very similar to the dot-com era where these companies would just put money in a lot of different places just to make sure they were covered. Yeah. You know, yes, the bubble burst, but this is this is a consumer product. It's something that you can hold, use, benefit from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's actually, so it is definitely both. And, you know, we see like these apothecary brands like Kiehl's or yeah. the beauty brands like Sephora, you know, the Malin Getzes, they're dipping their toes into products that reference cannabis. And so they're, they're doing stuff here. And then you have the core independent brands that are looking for funding. You have a lot of baby brands. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think the apothecary and the dispensary at the luxury level or the modern level, they're going to start fusing. They're yeah. going to start becoming each other, you know, so. Let's talk about product categories or a little bit about the product mixes. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's, um, yeah. people, I mean, you mentioned, you know, bongs in the beginning, you know, right. So there's right. these kind of paraphernalia yeah. kind of category, yeah. but, but I, we're talking about much more than that. So give, give us a sense of the types of things that are coming up when we talk about cannabis-based products. And- well, well, from from our, our talk and our conference, the insights that we pulled out is really in the immediate CBD, beauty, skincare, and wellness products okay. are driving the retail opportunity. Um, I, I don't think that's news for a lot of people like in the business. And then there's all the ancillary non-THC, non-CBD, which are pipes, accessories, you know, purses mm-hmm. that can cover up any smells, but also the design is elevated. It's meant for a customer with an elevated taste level and getting away from, you know, that stoner hacky sack 
uh, connotation, which is great. That's still a huge mm-hmm. business. It's going to be there forever. But that's not what people who travel, people who want elegance around uh, the products they choose. Yeah. You know, so you yeah. have all these ancillary products and then you have the CBD skincare wellness um, products as well. Yeah. I, so, I, the, the analogy often uses uh, like cell phone technology. You know, t- 20 years ago, everyone was yeah. carrying around bricks. You know, right. now people are buying, you know, the, the Vuitton case, you know, on their right. iPhone. You know, it's and then for, for, for the pipe market, there, there are a couple of great e-commerce shops where going back to, you know, tech speak, it's like the UI and UX of your cannabis delivery devices is, yeah. is important now, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I think that's, that's where we see, you know, that's what we've learned, you know, the market is, is going. And the, the interesting thing is it dovetails so well, there's a whole hemp derived yeah. part of the business and the agricultural bill recently passed the uh, industrial agri- hemp bill passed. Mm-hmm. And so you have these hemp derived products, hemp derived fashion you have, and then which dovetails even bigger into sustainable eco fashion and sustainable products that are pesticide free. So mm-hmm. you have, if you start with hemp and CBD and cannabis, you're, you're tapping into what experts say is a multi-trillion dollar health and wellness business. And then a big customer, yeah. customer driven, sustainable eco slow fashion movement because that's what the customers are demanding and companies as big as Hugo Boss are making vegan shoes and you know animal free products so I don't want to get too far away from cannabis but like there's something the hemp and cannabis you know aficionados this is a real central point that this is a holistic product that is natural and so it there's so many spokes on this on this wheel that you can really uh, retailers can if they plan correctly and brands make a a lot of money doing this. Yeah. And I think it's an important one to, to bring up because I think that is a, it's kind of a whole nother thread, but it's an important yeah. one, which is, and the reason that I, at some level, I do include hemp, you know, yeah. in the discussion is because, yeah. it, you know, hemp has been caught up in the anti-cannabis laws and stuff in terms of, right. you know, the his, history and, you know, it's very much affected. The production of hemp is very much yeah. affected about, you know, in terms of current legislation and, and yeah. um, laws in the books. And yes, when, when or as hemp becomes uh, legal to, to produce and uh, use as a, you know, an industrial product, as a fabric, right. as, a, as a fiber uh, and things. And now we're really talking about, you know, all mainstream fashion. It's, it's lifestyle, <laughs> but it's also, uh, you know, there's hempcrete, you yeah. know, there's building yeah. materials. And it's, uh, you know, if you get, if you have someone who's a hemp advocate on your show, they can talk for hours about what it can do. It's like a miracle product. Yeah. It doesn't need pesticides. It grows everywhere. Well, it's, it's know, an interesting so. one in terms of the luxury market. Like once we mm-hmm. kind of put hemp into the mix, yeah. you know, how, how the luxury market begins to use that as, as a product. And, and I mean, I think from a brand and sort of segment or, or lifestyle point of view, this idea of, um, you know, hemp, not only, you know, from from a sort of as a, as a cannabis related kind of product, yeah. but really mm-hmm. as a, a sustainable, eco friendly, it ties into all right. these other things there, which which become really fascinating, or the market becomes quite huge. Yeah, I mean, we talk to retailers and big brands all the time, and they're starting to respond to these rising ethical tides from yeah. millennials to Gen Z to Gen X, mm-hmm. which you know I am, and there's a fashion brand that's really big called her name is Mara Hoffman. 
Okay. And she's got like 500,000 followers on Instagram. She's one of the great, great fashion brands out there. And I think, you know, you combine, you, again, you combining that with the quality of certain CBD, beauty, skincare, and all this is really the consumer's demanding this. And yeah. media is covering, every, you know, you see it every day. There, there's articles on two different verticals. There's like the THC business mm -hmm. and all the private equity going into the THC business. And then there's this like CBD skincare beauty that from Vogue to business of fashion to Wall Street Journal to yeah. repeller to all the, the entire Instagram influencer sphere is talking about this. So brands have to respond. And it's our view. We were starting to meet with retailers about attending our next event. It's our view that retailers, especially the larger ones now that have the resources they need to build a CBD skincare and beauty wall. And, in, on, and make it a category and commit to it because these indie guys are really good at it. Yeah. You know, they can, they're very nimble. And in retail parlance, you, we call it lifestyle merchandising or crossover merchandising. Back in the day, a store sold fashion, mm -hmm. greeting cards only, or desk accessories, school grooming. And they were totally separate. Yeah. But in the last a bunch of years, They've combined them all. So you can go to one cool shop and get your fashion, get your journals, get your grooming, get your yeah. gift, novelty, books. Books are a big one, games. And now this, we feel, is the next category to slot into your mix. Yeah. It's like the next lifestyle category, retail. So that's what's exciting for us. Yeah. You know, so. In terms of the sort of products and stuff that you've seen, I mean, what, what are some of the more interesting or or different or innovative things that you've seen kind of in the market well, right now or coming to the market? Oh God, there's so many. I think <laughs> there's a brand, there's a couple brands that make topical creams, mm -hmm. you know, uh, CBD kind of pain alleviating creams and a brand called Lord Jones is very good at that. And the, you know, tinctures, the yep. anti-anxiety tinctures are a big one. Yep. And on the beauty side, you know, you have that wellness side because CBD is it's anti-inflammatory properties. Mm -hmm. You're starting to see face masks uh, and, yeah. and eye like eye treatments. And it's not necessarily, you know, lipstick per se, but you every category of makeup and beauty and skin is tackling this. But I've seen like sprays that you spray into your into your mouth. And then I've seen canicures, which are like cannabis manicures. <laughs> and, you know, there there's so many ways to slice it. But I I think like, you know, the the creams and the topicals yeah. are are what's seem really interesting because it's kind of all ages. You have yeah. your cool influencers talking about CBD and then you have people like our parents, like my father who takes CBD instead of like lotions for arthritis yeah. instead of, you know, this is kind of a once in a two generation opportunity where you have every age group talking about this from mm -hmm. cool to mainstream to uncool. And I, I haven't seen this in a while since the advent of the internet where yeah. everybody uses it. Yeah, yeah. It really is impacting yeah. everyone. 
there's a, a someone someone tell me a, a funny way of putting it. Said if, if there's a surface or a hole, we'll figure out how to get cannabis in it. It's kind well, of you know, it's, it's affecting it's everything. Kind of a, it's almost like its own meme. It's almost like starting to parody itself yeah. a little bit. You know, so like just put the word cannabis in front of everything or yeah. at the end of a sentence, yeah. and then you'll get press. You'll get someone yeah. talking blockchain. about blockchain. If you put blockchain in there as well, cryptocurrency, blockchain. <laughs> And cannabis is kind of like what everybody's yeah. talking about and accepting, you know, using blockchain technology to get cannabis payments. Now people are like, oh, yeah, no, it's, 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 fusing it's, it's, all together it's, into this kind it of is. You know, um, huge thing. So, I mean, you know, look at, looking at this market, is this, I mean, do you, do you kind of anticipate or, or do you see the direction of going that CoverGirl and Revlon are going to be coming out with CBD makeup lines? I mean, is this, is this, I, is this that is my, that is my sense on the big brand end. It's like, you'll see a Sephora, uh, come out with brands along these lines, or you'll find Estee Lauder really go deep into this mm -hmm. and you'll see maybe a Carl Lagerfeld or Stella McCartney, mm -hmm. these, you know, legendary designers create beautiful cases or yeah. pipes or something like yeah. they're getting into it because what they have, which is a lot of what most brands don't have is they have all the distribution. Yeah. So all they have to do is turn on the product to make sure it's legal mm -hmm. and they're, and they're fine. And you know, the legality of it in the U S and then outside of in other countries is so all over the yeah. place. Like we had, you know, Andrew Getz from Mallon and Getz when they started his cannabis candle line, mm -hmm. he, they wanted to put cannabis in it. But in the U S when they started five years ago, they absolutely couldn't put anything, any cannabis in it. They could only call it cannabis, candles, parfums, mm -hmm. you know, and lotions and kind of reference it in a cool way and kind of make it smell like it using other materials. But he said in Europe, when they wanted to roll out to their European stores, since it didn't have cannabis in it, mm -hmm. they weren't allowed to call it a cannabis yeah. collection because it was misleading. Yeah. So in the U.S., of course, you can take anything to market any product you want. And in, mm -hmm. in Europe, they're like, you have to you have to put cannabis in yeah. it because it, you're misleading our customer. You can't do yeah. it. So yeah. it's like, Irony. at some point, this will this will smooth out. Yeah. So oh, and. You know, another thing, another consumer product are these beer companies, yeah. uh, Constellation Brands, Molson. They're partnering with, with THC brands and they're starting to put CBD into their drinks. I mean, this has consumer products written all over it. And I'm just hoping, A, that some, the, some of the good independent brands can benefit from that because they've really fought the good fight. Yeah. And... Also hoping that we have a, a lot of diverse led businesses in the space. Yeah. So we want to take as many people with us, you know, into the, what's going to be huge. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting dynamic going on in this space in terms of, you know, inclusion, both, both gender, racial diversity. Yeah. And, you know, it's certainly a big part of the movement. So tell us a little bit about Elevated Talks and what you're doing in a space to help kind of have these conversations, get people kind of on stage into the kind of public eye. What's your goal with this and, and how is it working? Yeah, I mean, we want to showcase brands that are leading the way that are a combination of independent and these bigger brands that we're trying to bring into the CBD or cannabis space, or we may be thinking about it about to launch a product because you have, you know, all this activity 
inside the canvas and CBD space, but we want to expose this as a mainstream modern opportunity at the luxury end. And so I think it's really important still to create conversations around this, productive ones, because people, there's so many people who still think it's completely illegal. They're afraid to take it. They don't know what to do with it. So we would like, you know, we're evolving the trade show conference model where we'll just focus on a handful of brands and drive all of our content and marketing opportunities around this small handful of integrous brands mm-hmm. doing interesting things. So, you know, these, these independent brands talking, having conversations with these bigger brands, I think they have a lot to offer each other. You know, and, you know, and also partnering with larger media outlets and also some independent media outlets as well. So it's a, it's a kind of that combination where like, how do we create a productive conversation that drives results for everyone who participates? Yeah. Not just in a vanity way, just so we can create cool content, but like really driving a specific result for each participant. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's it. Yeah. What, what are the plans uh, at this point? Are you looking to go, you know, lots of these conferences? Is this, uh, is this a, a luxury conference uh, itself or how, how are you kind of thinking well, about it? I think, you know, now we're looking at our next venue and partners mm-hmm. or for the spring, we're considering a New York again mm-hmm. or Montreal because there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of media, modern yeah. and modern design and brands in both. It's legal and obviously legal, more legal in Canada. So it'd be interesting to have those conversations yeah. and then really help these retailers roll out this kind of product. So yeah. good. Yeah. In terms of other things that you see going on in the industry, how how are you kind of keeping up to date on the industry in general, you know, both the sort of the legal side, the market side, the brands, things like that? Where do you go to to get information? Well, I mean, there's tons of events. And then, uh, you know, when you start doing these events, since it's now we have this ostensibly have a platform, you know, you, you just start meeting with a lot of industry people mm-hmm. and everybody has a different point of view. I mean, I really like what Leafly does mm, Yeah, from just pure cannabis. I like, I, I love reading Broccoli Magazine, Gossamer is another one. Um, and then you have MaryJane.com. Yeah. You know, those are good for pure cannabis lifestyle. And then we focus on reading the fashion and retail publications. Yeah. yeah. Sort of seeing how that's intersecting. You know, since we're starting to make connections between these brands with certain family offices and private equity, we're we're keeping an eye on the activity in the markets. You Got know, it. what what people are buying, what people are not buying. You know, yeah. So so we're in constant talks with those folks. Excellent. So if I'm if I'm a entrepreneur, either sort of in the cannabis space or thinking about getting in it, I'm looking kind of these different market segments, particularly this luxury and what advice, what recommendations, like where would you kind of point people to when they're thinking about, you know, product development and, you know, developing companies around this space? I mean, I think it really depends. That's a really good question. I think it's like any other business. It's like, what do you want to create? Do you want to create something on the hardcore THC side? Do you want to have a dispensary and why? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to get into an exciting new retail product, which is for now is a cannabidiol CBD? Yeah. And I think they both, the regulations are very gray, you know? So I think 
what I've noticed is that the best companies in the business make sure they have amazing partners in terms of formulations, yeah. you know, on the CBD side, you know, we're, we're biased, but there's still so much space in the luxury yeah. high end market. You know, we've had meetings with luxury retailers and they're not even carrying this stuff yet. So if someone with a good product, good design, good team, walks into, you know, starts pitching them, I think they're going to land something. Yeah. It's an interesting, I've, I've spoken to several different, you know, entrepreneurs that have, you know, amazingly successful companies. And oftentimes they say, you know, when I ask them, what's the one thing they wish they did differently is they say grow faster. It's just because uh, it's, things are so going so quickly that yes. the markets are expanding so quickly that even if you're growing at, you know, a hundred, 200, 300% a year, the market is expanding at a thousand percent a year and you're essentially losing market share even at that incredible growth rate. So it's, it's a really phenomenally kind of interesting situation that way. And where we sit, you know, whether it's like prestige beauty brands or luxury brands, you know, if you're going to start a brand, I think experiential strategy is really important. You want to do events where you let people try the product or you get feedback or, you know, I think it's important to be in it, you know, and not hovering above and hoping your customer likes a certain thing. So that's why I think it's so important to create experiences and conversations around this, you know, in a structured way. So yeah. that's the other thing I would I would definitely do. Uh, and, and good point. I think that in, anything to actually interface with your market, with your customers, get them into a physical experience, you know, it's going to have a much bigger impact. And I keep thinking about your, what advice would you give? Yeah. I think like with anything else, like with our business or any business, you need the right team. Like even if it's one other person or two other people, I mean, Dropbox was started with two people. He wanted to do it himself alone. And his, <laughs> his partners were like, no, you better get somebody like, and just think about only working with the highest level, yeah. professional, dedicated, positive people you can and get money, you know, self self funding is important from a habit forming standpoint, mm -hmm. but you really need to, in order to take advantage of the market, you need to get into the marketplace and get funded. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in this, in this market. Like to your, yeah, to your point, I mean, the market's expanding so fast, you need to carve out that share as quickly as you can. Yeah. You know, so. Great. Jed, this has been a pleasure. I thank you so much. If thank people you. want to thank find you. out more about you, about 818, about Elevated Talks, what's the best way to find out more information or get a hold of you? They can uh, just email out my, the conference email, mm -hmm. which is Elevated Talks at 818agency.com. And that's the numeral 818agency.com. And that's, yeah, Elevated Talks at 818agency.com. And that's the best way to start a conversation with us. And we'll, we'll take it from there. Excellent. And I'll make sure that that email is in the show notes here so people can just click on it and get a hold of you. Thank you again for, uh, for being on the show, being on the program. I enjoyed it, learned a lot, and I'll look forward to keeping in touch and Likewise. hearing how the next conference goes. Thanks, Bruce. I appreciate it. We'll keep you posted. Thanks, Matt. See ya. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets and access other great content. Visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.